You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth Living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank, presented by iHeartRadio, right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, Seth Levitt and the man with the best hands in the podcast business, OJ McDuffie Juice. How you feeling today? Man, you know, about me, man. I'm happy to be back in the building. Yeah. Back yeah, yeah. in the building, man. And, you know, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. You know, when we talk to this man next to us, the, you know, offensive side of the football, big stuff. Yeah, I know. He gets his offensive players. Offensive in players, here. man. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. He perks up. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> he toughs it out when the defensive guys are here, do, but you man. know something's I, off. I thought I was a defensive guy at times, but, you right. know, I really get excited about offense. Still don't mean you actually like them. <laughs> nah. <laughs> love well, we definitely got a lot of offense here today. Jeff Wilson Jr. dives into the tank. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, blessed, man. Blessed and highly favored, man. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. highly favored. I love it. Yes, sir. That's good stuff. I love it. And, uh, and, and you're here. You know, I, you were hanging out with Renzo, so we weren't sure if you were going to make it or not. Yeah. But you made it. So we, we definitely appreciate uh, that. That's uh, bad. Uh, uh, truth be told, truth be told. So I'm a big believer that for us to really understand who someone is and where they're going, you kind of have to understand the journey they've been on in their past. So... You grew up in Texas, small town in Texas, from what I understand, and tried to do a little bit of research. There was a move at some point, maybe moved in with Pops and, and uh, at, at, during high school. Was that your junior year in high school? Is that uh, accurate? No, nah, it was uh, yeah, middle school. In middle was, school? It was in middle school when I actually um, ended up moving back with my dad okay. before the start of my eighth grade year. So, okay. Yeah. Tell, tell us about where you grew up and the decision to make that move and then, you know, I know your dad played, he was a running back, right? He, he played college ball and was a running back. Just the impact he had on you as a football player and, and as a man. Oh, uh, man, it was kind of different for me growing up because, um, like I said, a lot of people don't know. Like, I stayed in the city and in the country. Mm-hmm. So it was like I've always had the best wells. And before I moved back with my pops, I used to always go visit, like, every weekend because it was only, like, a two-hour drive from from Dallas to East Texas. You know what okay. I mean. So we used to meet in Corsicana, and I used to go. You do the whole thing. If you ever had divorced and remarried parents, you understand. Yeah, yeah, been there. But so yeah, so that's kind of what it was. But but going and dealing with the country life and the city and, and mixing those like and, and the journey that I was headed on as far as football, it, it couldn't happen any other any other way for me. That that was like perfect because. I was around, I got started being around people that, that, that was higher up in their jobs and, and, in, their, and in their occupancies of what they did. And then I, was, it's, I got people that I got teammates that I have to deal with and they all come from different backgrounds and ways. And it was sometimes it was people I didn't like and they didn't like me, but we have to put those different. So going to the city and in the country, I had to kind of do that because when I came to the country, I was a city guy, you right, see what right, I'm saying? Right, right. And then when I was in the city, I'm the country guy, right. you know what I mean? So it was just kind of like playing back for us, both of those, but I never had a problem adapting to either one. So I kind of I kind of knew that was kind of going to be a good thing for me. And my pops told me that as well growing up. So, yeah. you know, and then he got a, he um, going to UTA, you know, he always tell me he would have been in the league 
if they program when it got cut. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man, like I said, this is a big question mark. You know, I just yeah. wish they had some more films. Nobody could call them out on right, it now. Man, I, I, can't, I can't. I believe him. Hey, shoot, I, I got the ability. It came from somewhere, That's right? That's right. But just being him and uh, watching that and always hearing throughout my hometown, I guess he was a, a pretty good player where we came from. So everybody, your dad, your dad, your dad. So that kind of just like drove me like, man, I've never seen it, but I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I want to say, man, you you was better than your dad coming out. So that kind of kind of what drove me and gave me that ambition to be one of the best. Also having Adrian Peterson coming out and giving you another perspective right out of our hometown. So it's like, man, I got to, I want those, I want, I want those same effect that those guys that my dad gave to those people when I come out. So that, that's what pushed me. Yeah, so you watched AP play, right? He was he was a high school player, but it was like it was a superstar. Man, I'm telling you, it was like he was already in the league. Yeah, bigger than life. Palestine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, I'm telling you, it'd be people. The stadium would be filled, and then it's like the track. They got a big fence, and like all the kids, we used to like just hang on the fence the whole game, running up and down outside, just just like watching them, man. And it was like we was at every home game, like ever since he played, because you know we. I'm in Elkhart, but that's only like a 15 minute drive to town. Okay. You know what I mean? But that's where I'm actually from Palestine, born and raised. So right. it's just, we moved to Elkhart when I came back. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like seeing that and being around that, it was like, like it was like greatness was right there. So it was like, it was hard not to try to reach for it. Right. You know what I mean? So I love like, that. I love that. Talk about reaching for things. Your father, at least what I read was he, when he trained you, <laughs> he had some unique yeah. Uh, training techniques that yeah. you had to go through. Yeah, Is that, I, I mean, like cement weights and. Yeah, man, we we had uh like I said, man. If you're from the country, I've been <laughs> anywhere around there, man. You don't have a lot of access to the things that other people do. So yeah. we would just find stuff old. There's carpet. no orange theory or anything there, man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just it's just to find it and go to work, man. You know, and, and my pops growing up when they was coming, he was always like, "We ain't never had weights. We ain't never had weights. We ain't never lift weights." We ain't. So he always he'll find old car park, whatever, man. Yeah. So he just put us to work and we'd get to the point where I, I almost like didn't want to call him dad anymore, you know what I mean? But hey, it paid off, it worked out, man, and, and I thank him and I wouldn't go back and change any of it. That's what's up. So you mentioned Elkhart High School, a small two-way school where you were dominant, dominant, dominant. But then when college came around, you know, there wasn't a lot of heavy recruiting. And so you do go to University of North Texas. How did that that small school grind mold your, your your work ethic, and then how much of that do you use now to today in your your grind going into your sixth year in the NFL? Uh, you know, um, even though I was at my high school and I was I did good and around my area, if you was around that, you knew me, you knew what I did, you know I was a good football player. But at the same time, like you said, coming out and and not not getting those getting those scholarships or getting those offers, you know, it just kind of kind of put a fire under me, you know what I mean? Like, like, why is all these people getting these and I'm only got like Sam Houston and North Texas, you know, those are basically my two biggest scholarships. And I'm saying I love those schools to death, they're powerful and a lot of people come out of those schools. So it's not about that, it's just a simple fact of what I was feeling for myself, you know what I mean? I feel like, why, why I ain't getting no Big 12 or no SEC, right. you know what I mean? I feel like these, my stats was wrong with my stats, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean, you can't control none of that. So it was just the fact of like, Nah, this ain't enough. And then getting to college, it was kind of like almost like the same road I was taking. So it was just like, man, I'm tired of this. Something got to change. I don't know what it is. Obviously, me wanting or wanting people to change before me is not working. So I've got to do something where people cannot deny me in no kind of way. And then that just kind of helped 
like flipped my mindset and like the first three struggles like going down and being like it reminded me it was just like a reflection of each other so I was just like man it's something it got to breaking man and then it eventually did and when it did I just never looked back I tried to keep going and eventually came back around later on but hey that's another story <laughs> always does right, right. Yes, always does so well, let's talk let's talk about that North Texas and you know Juice talks about balling out in high school your last two years at North Texas, 2,100 rushing yards, yeah. 30 touchdowns. I mean, you were doing your thing. No, no, no But as, uh, as I like to say on this show, there's some guys who are first-round picks, oh, right? They got the go. – I mean, so – what? Same conversation every time. <laughs> some guys are drafting in the first Same round. Same conversation flown every in time, on the helicopter, man. You don't get over that, man. I'm, I'm making a point here, Juice. So some guys are drafting story. in the first round. <laughs> feeling guilty about something. I don't know. And then some guys are on that grind. They don't get drafted. And the draft comes, the draft goes, and, and you're not drafted. And I heard you on Bring the Juice on that podcast, and you said, I was even considering Canada at some point. Like, yeah. And what really jumped out to me, Jeff, was you said that you knew that you were the only person in your family that had the potential to change everything for everyone. Yes, was that the thing that drove you, regardless of all these different obstacles that you had to face? Oh yeah, most definitely, because like now it's my son, most definitely, most, hands down. But before I had my son, I had, I had my family, and, and we had our problems that we dealt with before he even got here. So he just added, like, he just poured a bunch of gasoline on the pile. Right. You know what I mean? They but, have a tendency to do that. But yeah, like it's, it's my family, and, you know, and, and I'm still, and I still don't, you know what I mean? And that's not, that's cliche because all that's not on me. That's not my duty to take care of everybody. You know what I mean? That's and that's not going to happen as much as I want to. Uh, I'll be in the bind. You know what I mean? That's just right. reality. But it's just like I know, like my family, like man, a uh, hundred dollars can help my family. So sure. I just felt like. I need to get to where I can get that hundred dollars, and I can make sure I can send it if it's just so needed. You know what I mean? Even if it's not, I'm not gonna seen just like this, but I just wanted to be that person in my family because I know my father wanted to be that person. You know what I mean? And me looking so much up to my father, I know, like if I do that, he gonna feel like he did it. So basically, like me and my dad, we pretty much walked this journey together, man. Yeah. So like that's pretty much what sort of did it for me. That's interesting. You know, you, you said something earlier about, you know, kind of in a funny way that everybody said, oh, your dad, your dad, he was this great player and you wanted them to recognize your greatness. But then you fast forward to, wow, I have this opportunity to do this thing that he hasn't done. That's, a, that's an interesting way to look at things. And so uh, I know you said, obviously you can't sit there and provide for everybody all day long, but you at that time felt that there was that potential, that there was that potential to get somewhere that nobody else has gone. No, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Had to get that. Had to. Yes, not, not a could, but yeah, had to. Had to. Had to. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more from the pride of North Texas. The Mean Green. Jeff Wilson, Jr. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know, let's let's go back a little bit, Jeff. Let's go back to pre-draft. And uh, you're like one of 32 teams actually sent someone out to, to see you. And the 49ers sent one of their two run game specialists out there, a guy by the name of 
Mike McDaniel, perhaps you guys have heard of. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so. I mean, at this I point, think right? so, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've heard heard you talk about this meeting before, but at this stage of your your NFL journey and all that you know that's taken place, can you reflect upon how you connected with Coach McDaniel? And actually, can you just tell us how much that has meant to your career and, and of course, your livelihood? Man, I would say, and like I just told this story many times, but like Mike was really like the light at the end. I love of the that part. First of man, all, Mike, I'm telling you, like yeah. Mike, he was really yeah. the light at the and like, and I love the 49ers and everything they did me. But like I said, the person that came to me and talked to me at that time, it was Coach Mike McDaniel. So, like. I went through so much during that process, even before I even got to that process, all the injuries in college, then then getting flagged, then uh, the weight, and then the question, uh, you might get in, you might not. So everybody else already working and grinding, doing that, they, they solidified and happy, and I'm always like on the back burner, you know what I mean? So it was just like, I just got to a point where I feel like, man, is is they even gonna come for me? Like I said, I'm I seen the Canadian scouts Right. At, at, at our at our, at our pro day. So, like I said, I, I really, like, people probably say I wouldn't even consider, but at me, I love the game so much and I wanted to get, I would have took that route at that sure. time just to get back to where I needed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of more so what it was. And then it was just like, I don't know, man. When when Mike came, man, it was just, it wasn't even like, like the football stuff, man. It was just like the energy I felt from him, because like I'm a Scorpio, so I'm an energy person. Like I like to feel vibes and energy, you know what I mean? So like, and you can't sugarcoat that with me. If you're not, I'm, I'm gonna feel that and I'm gonna know. Like, I'm gonna still hee hee ha with right, you, right. but I know, you know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? This is real, this is bottom line. But yeah. when Mike came in, man, it was just like, I don't know, I just felt some kind of like genuine, like it was just genuine, like, and he didn't even, he didn't even know me, man. Mike could have walked in, worked me out, sat out, and flew right back out, walked back in. All the things he did wasn't mandatory for him to do. He could have came to see me, called him. Hey, this, well, he came back up, sat down, talked to me, man. And he just told me things that he really don't know that that helped me, like, prolong me and get to where I am today. You know what I mean? So that's why I said it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Crazy that, that it all came back in full circle. And now we, we right back out here at the, at the tip of our careers. You know what I mean? And, and we are everybody trying to do something special. So. Like I said, it's crazy how God works sometimes. Yeah. What you say he told you things that he doesn't even know impacted you in that way. What give us an example. Man, it was just like stay encouraged, you know, the the the, the cliche, you know what I mean? But it was at the time though, you have to understand. Well, he was the only person saying it. That you gotta you gotta think that. We on the field, he telling man, that's a good rap. Man, I like the way you ran it. Oh, let me see you run this. Then he laughing me. He make like at the same time he working me, but we on the field, we having fun, like like, I'm enjoying doing it, but at the same time, it didn't even feel like I'm getting scouted to go to the NFL. It just felt like a another day on the field, another boy doing his thing, playing with his dad. That's that's what it felt like at wow. that time, you know what I mean? So, like, that right there, like, he just don't know, like, took And that's probably way. a good point. That the fact that it, it was just Mike, you did yeah. get that one-on-one time. Yeah, fact. You know, if there have been other people, you wouldn't have that, that mm-hmm. bond, I'm sure, nah. with, with other people because everybody putting their input, their input. You guys had a lot of one-on-one time mm-hmm. there that – Man, you know, obviously, right. it's working out for, nah, for us. Nah, for sure, that's for damn sure. sure. For sure, yeah, that, sure. that is. And you say he doesn't even know. So you guys haven't talked about that. Uh, no, nah, I ain't really. I haven't really talked to, to Mike about that day, like ever since we met. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But like, it's just, you know, we work, we busy, I'm sure, busy. Yeah. So it's just like we ain't really just sit down. Like even though we talk about other stuff, but you know what I mean. But I, I'm pretty sure he he knows how, yeah. how grateful I am on him, though, yeah. and thankful I am on him. Well, well, I mean, clearly you guys have worked closely together from yeah. from jump 
was there a point so once you get past all that you do get your chance practice squad active roster now you're you know a key part of that offense and and he is consistently your guy you know because run game coordinator offensive coordinator was there a moment in that journey when you guys were together in San Francisco where you were like this guy could be a head coach oh yeah man it was it was like I told you that's what's weird and I'm not trying to be crazy it was from when he came into North Texas in from that North, moment from that you moment saw head coach I on. told you guys I'm an energy person like I feel like I just felt something about him that was wow. different. Like, and I talked to a couple people on the phone. Like, you know what I mean? Even then, like, you know what I mean? Like, even though I'll give you a prime example, Coach Turner, Coach Bobby Turner, he's one of the greatest running back coaches that ever come through the NFL. Like, from hearing him on the phone, I already knew that he was going to be a man about his business and he's not playing games. And he'll do whatever he got to do, you know what I'm saying, to to win. You know what I mean? And and not not in like in a bad way. He's going to always look out for his people because. I can call Coach Turner right now right on this interview and he'll answer. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. that's how much love Call him up, man. I want to say, I'm going to working. He's going to be mad at me. Yeah, he's going to be mad at me. You know I'm working right now. You know we ain't OTAs. I just wanted to see. He's going to see. You put it out there. Man, I'm telling you. But if you don't, I promise you, he'll send a text message. You right. quote me on that. Right. Quote I believe me on that. you. Yeah, no, nah, but just just that whole thing, man. Like, I don't know. I just felt it from him. Like, yeah. like, like, just like, you know what I mean? You probably had your... Your people saying like you're gonna do something special. And that's kind of like what it was like, and I didn't even tell them, but it was just a feeling that I got from. Them. You know wow. What I mean? wow! And then now that you see it, right? Yeah. So you believe that, which is crazy. I didn't think when we came up with this question, I didn't think you were gonna be like from that first moment I met nah, him. But now that you see that, and you spent the time you spent with him at, when he was at these different levels of his coaching journey, and now that you got to spend a few months—not a full season yet, but a few months—with him as a head coach. What lived up to the expectation of what you thought he would become as a head coach? Because anytime you take that next step in whatever your profession is, you have to not necessarily change who you are, but you have different responsibilities. And so he probably has to do things now that he didn't have to do when he was your running running game coordinator. What has lived up to the expectation? What has exceeded the expectation of what you saw with him as a head coach? I knew because the first day I came, it was how not only like the coaches start, like, I like to ask people behind the scenes. So I used to try to like pick the players behind the scenes and see how they felt about Coach Mike. And none of it was ever, you know what I'm saying, anything that made me feel any kind of way. You know what I mean? So like just knowing that, and this is not like, hey, dude, you know, no, you just right. imagine, hey, man, we think, you know what I'm saying? We just like shooting the breeze. Right. Talk. This ain't no recording. This ain't no scenes, no coaches around. We ain't even at the stadium. You know what I'm saying? We be walking out, but. It's just little conversations and everything was always positive. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything ain't always peachy and pink. You ain't gonna sit here. I'm right. realist, man. So you don't want me to be real. You don't bring me up here. Everything will be peaches and cream, man. But like, everything was positive. You know what I'm saying? So like, for you to come in and grab a, a group of men that early and, and make them get behind you and follow you, obviously with the help of your coaches and staff and everybody around the facility. But if you can get a group of men to believe in you and follow you that fast, that speaks for itself. It's yeah. the energy. Yeah. It speaks for itself. Keep bringing that energy, right? Yeah. yeah. There's another familiar face in the building, you know, when you arrived in Miami, and that's the other half of this running back dynamic duo, yeah. of course, and that's Raheem Mostert. Nah, for real. You know what I mean? And I, I remember that Raheem, that you shared that Raheem, when you first got to San Francisco, was the first one to take you out to eat, yeah. the first one to, you know, sit down and basically give you the, the ins and outs and, you know, really how to be successful in the NFL. 
here you are six years later and you guys are, you know, back at it and still doing it and having a huge impact on the field. Talk about your relationship with Raheem and, and how unique it is. And more importantly, you know, how special that partnership has been. Man, it's just like, I don't know, have you ever just like, it's like, it's like you get to play in the league with your actual brother. It's like somebody that you like, like grew up with and like, hey, we had plans, man, we're going to both be in, we're going to do this and that, do this and that. So that's kind of, kind of what it is with, with him. And, and more so of that, he's like, he's like a true big brother. You know what I mean? Like he, he shows the rope, he, he, he's genuine, he's kind, he's not selfish. You know, you have some guys be selfish, like he's not selfish at all, kind of hearted. Beautiful family, like I call his sons my nephew. He calls my son his nephew. You know what I mean? So, like when I say it's like a real brotherhood, it's a real brotherhood. And I, like to the day that I die, I'll never forget the restaurant he took me. To. It was Black Bear Diamond. It was a, it was like a breakfast spot. We that's asking. I'm not lying. I never. What you order? Like it's stuff like I, what we got. I got like the pancakes. Got okay. the stuff. We was like breakfast time, okay. brunch time. Yeah, so right. yeah, I think he had a country fried steak, something like that. Country fried. He seems one like of, a country fried steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, I think he had one. Of them, but yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just that much, like, him sitting me down and talk to me, like, I don't know. He probably already knew what I was going through because I was undrafted, so obviously I wouldn't just have anything like that, you know what I mean? I'm comfortable with the country, you know, he probably just, he probably can see my frustrations without me even telling him because right. he's been in the situation right. before, you know what I mean? Right. So for just for him to go out of his way to do that alone, just for, hey, Jeff, I'm coming out to the ceiling. He see me standing at the thing before we get ready to call, hey, man, come hop in, I'll take you home. I ain't going, where you going? I'm on the other side, man. It don't matter, dude. Come on, I got you. Like, now you know that's Raheem. Like, and like, like his wife. He got a beautiful wife, man. Like, like, like they're very compatible. Like, they work together, man. It's just like the whole family, man. Like the whole motion, man. I got nothing but love for that whole family, and I'll always be here if they ever need me in any kind of way. And that's what kind of love we got. I love that too, Juice, because you know, a guy shows up in your same position, same whether position he's thing, drafted yeah. or a free agent guy or whatever it is, he could. He could sit there and just look at you as competition yeah, and does. not, you know, I love the story of Mark Clayton. So Mark Clayton, Dolphins great, was here, and the Dolphins had a receiver <laughs> named Duriel Harris, who was the veteran receiver when he got here. And he said they, they, he, he hadn't learned his playbook yet. Yeah. And they lined up, and whatever the play was called, and he turns, he said, hey, Duriel. He said, hey, uh, where, where do I go? He goes, man, go ask your coach. I'm not your damn coach. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not you, your though. damn coach. You're and that could have happened. But no, instead, he put his arm around you. And then it's just wild to me that you had this experience with Coach McDaniel. You had this experience with Raheem. You built that bond with them. And then, you know, they're mm-hmm. gone. But yet. So everything happened for a reason. Sir. Sir. That is wild. Everything happened for a reason. Yeah. I say in due time, baby, in due time. Yeah, well, we like that reason down here. Root for our <laughs> Dolphins. Exactly. We definitely like that here. reason. Yes, Something else stood out to me. I love the presser. So I, I'm gonna, I used to be a PR guy for this team 100 years ago. So I love the media availabilities, and I, I, I like to hear what people say. And I guess in the same way you talk about feeling energy, I like, I like yeah. to kind of dig into what yeah. the answers are. And you were asked to describe your running style. And here's what you said. You said, I'm downhill. I don't like to play too many games. I find my spot, and I get there in a hurry. Juice, I heard that. I said, this guy's got some shit to him. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> this is my kind of bat. Like, I, like, I don't know all this little dancing and all that stuff. He said, I don't like to play too many games. Where did you develop that style? And, you know, what, what type of a mindset does it take to have in this league to play one of the most physically demanding positions and one of the most physically demanding sports that there is and – to, to have that mindset. I'm not here to play games. I'm going to get where I need to get in a hurry. Uh, like you said, it's just kind of 
revert back to me and my family. You know what I mean? I know that's the best way for me to do what I need to do for them. And like, like I said, watching Adrian Peterson run growing up from high school, like when I say I literally watched every almost every one of his high school <laughs> games, man, and like he's taking it to people, he's breaking the runs, he's making the crowd go ooh ah, like all that. I'm paying attention to all that. I felt yeah. it, and I always wanted the same thing. You know what I mean? And like to do that, like that's what I said. Like if I ever get a chance to play in the league, like I promise you, I'm going to make people feel me. And the drive is like. The same time when I was going through those combines, you got people getting drafted from one all the way through seven that play running back. Mm. And and I'm not talking about, but I ain't even gonna say no name, but some of them guys don't even still play. Right. You know what I mean? Some of them guys not even still right. in the league. Right. So it's just like, I was tanked like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that always adds fuel to my fire. Like, even to this day, like I'm still not where to go because I, people, I feel like people still don't respect me the way they should. And before I'm done and before I leave this, I promise you they will. They're going to know your name. I like, remember yeah, we had yeah. Ronnie Brown on. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Ronnie Brown, he, and, you know, you talk a back who was, he wasn't afraid to, to find some contact either, you know, mm -hmm. as much as he could dance and run and had that speed and that kind of stuff. And he, he said that sometimes you got to let him know. No, you know, you just got to let him know. It's just that point blank. Wow, you will feel me. That's right. Okay. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and 200 $50,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Anybody listens to this show, you know, they, well, especially Big Seth, always have this favoritism, you know, kind of a bias for the offense side. No, so, yeah. not <laughs> a little bit of a bias. Ain't wrong with it. Ain't you know, wrong obviously, with it. it's the best side <laughs> of football, you know? He's okay and, with uh, that. <laughs> and when I was drafted here, Seth always wants to stay in the first round. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is. You should I, embrace yeah. it. I don't know yeah, why whatever. you get in your feelings <laughs> every time. Sense. I... Whatever, man. You got you got to let it go at some point, man. I think you need to get off. You should embrace it. You oh, it man, I got to get that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. but but our but our offense, man. I mean, I mean, our offense was dynamic. It was it was a lot of firepower led by Dan Marino, of course. But unfortunately, towards the end of my career. It was, we had a, a lot of offensive woes. It was tough to watch at times. And hell, for me, it was tough to play in at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? But times have certainly changed right here. You know, what you guys are doing now as an offense and what uh, your coach McDaniel, uh, Tua, the wideouts, you and Raheem at running back, man. I mean, it is uh, it's really unbelievable to watch. And we get really excited about it. But now you've added some more. Going into this next season, you've added more weapons to this team. And we get all giddy about it, no, and the, really? you know, thinking about what the possibilities are for this mm -hmm. team. How do you guys, I mean, how do you guys personally put all the stuff that we expect from you guys aside, and not just on the potential part of it, which it is for us, but actually go to work and maximize what could happen for this team as an offense? Uh, you know, um, I would say that comes back to just, just like self. You know what I mean? Like, we know we are one of the, the greatest offenses in the league right now. But guys, obviously it's not on paper. I can say that you probably gonna have people go at it. That's cool, I'm not. But us, knowing us, we know what we have in-house. And like you said, if we steady add, you know what I mean? If we steady get dealt. It's only gonna make it that much sweeter 
for for us and our side of the ball. You know what I mean? But like I said, besides all that, we have to go to work at the same time. Sure. And that's what I feel like the difference is now than than when I came in last like everybody knows what expected and everybody knows what they want to do and everybody knows the direction they want to go. And that's where everybody headed. You know what I mean? Rather it's not all peaches and cream yet, or it's not the way we all want it yet. But it's the fact that people are going in the same direction, and that's that's the major key. I and mean, that's going to be the key to our offense this year. I like that. I love the depth. I love the competition that's probably out there. Yeah, you got I'm guys bad. in all these positions. It just makes us better. Yeah, it just makes us better sure. as a team, man. And as an offense, you can't have enough weapons. No, not at all, man. Like I said, it's a crazy game. You know, this is the NFL. Like if you just say every player you got going to play all 18, 17 games, be completely healthy, not miss one shift. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. it's the league. So. Yeah, they moved. Yeah, they got way more games than we had to play. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, <laughs> hey, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with Delp, man, at all. True. Nothing wrong with Delp. So, let me ask this is a question for both you guys. I'm going off script here, but you talk, we can't ever have enough weapons. And, and But you got, you want the ball thrown to you. Right. You want to carry the rock yeah. every time. So, how do you, how do you balance that as guys who want to have the ball, want to contribute, want to be that dude that helps your team win, but also want to have as many weapons and as much firepower as possible how do you balance that i just feel like that's coming with some overtime and you playing the game you know what i mean and then it comes around that's 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 the the coaches in the scouting realm because you got to bring people in that has a certain aura about themselves and uh, uh yep. they stand on certain morals you know what i mean so like if you bring a crappy guy in of course he's gonna be mad if he ain't getting the ball of course he's gonna be mad if this person come but if you bring good people in, you know, so that's you no know, so take care of yourself. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and I've had I've had some teammates at times where it seemed like they were mad when the teammate scored. Right. You know what I mean? You yeah. see these guys, you see the genuine love when, you know, celebrating yeah. with each other when they get in, get in the end zone or make a big play or, you know, blocking for each other. You know, there's times where, you know, like you look at the last playoff game we won here and Lamar Smith is running crazy and we're having a blast out just blocking. Yeah. You know, we're we're seven, eight yards down the field and we see him running off our that's that's what it's all about, no, man. Sir. You know, that that love and work with each other, man. And and hell, you need a break down here in South Florida no. once in a while, too. Yeah, you tell me. You definitely don't need it. You told that story about growing up in November. You told the story. Hey, man, I did. Hey, I'm a realist, man. I'm, telling, I'm always telling the truth, man. Yeah, it got me, man. I was saying, they always say, man, be ready, be ready. So I ain't. I might have not drunk my extra water that I should, and yeah. it, it caught up with me, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you adjusted, though. No, yeah, quick, real quick. So yeah. That is funny, man. I love that. <laughs> so, obviously, as Juice just said, big expectations for the offense as a whole. What about you? What kind of expectations does Jeff Wilson Jr. place on himself on the field and off the field? Man, I'm just to a point now in my life, I just want to really – be the best in everything I do. And and when I say be the best, now I can really say that because I really don't care about my failures anymore. Mm. Like I'm not I'm not an undrafted rookie anymore. I, I'm I'm not a guy that just came in and has zero tape. I'm not a guy that come in that's 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 penny pension again. Like penny pension now or, or, or stressed out because, you know what I mean, he got just had a son and he gotta take care of doctor bills and still pay rent and I, I'm not at that point anymore. So yeah. now I can really put everything into my craft, everything into my game, and everything into my work. And that's on and off the field. So that way, when they do get off the field, shoot, I'll be ready to, to go again. I'll be ready to find a, somebody to come give me a massage, IVs. Like, I'm just trying to do everything I can because I know where I want to go. And being the best, you have to do everything that accommodates with being the best. So 
that's main so where it is and that's where I'm at now and and I know God gonna put me wherever he may and everything happen where it's gonna happen. When did that light switch, you know, turn on where you felt that you made that transition from that person that was still I want to phrase this carefully because obviously you're still grinding, still mm -hmm. hustling. That's still important. But that. where you got to that different mindset of not comfortable in like, I don't care, but more comfortable in who you are in your own skin. Just that, that idea. I'm not that undrafted. Uh, I, I love that. When did that happen? Was that the transition from last offseason to this one? Like, I'm just curious as to when that changed. No. I'll say place. it really it really changed after my, my third year in the league. That's when, as far as like the playing side of it, changed because now I didn't got a couple of plays. Like I can see, yeah. like I got two years, got some little film. So it's just to the fact I'm I'm good on that end now. But it's like I still gotta take care of everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what drove me to get to that point. You know what I mean? So, and that's pretty much what it is. And like I said, I still have, I still have goals and aspirations of myself, not only my family. So, I mean, I gotta get that done. Wow, that's what's up, man. I, mean, I know that feeling, man. You yeah. know, I think I'd also, you get to, you know, year six, man, I think you're a little bit healthier financially at that point, too. And that helps out a lot. Yeah, I think well, that gives you a little more, little more peace of mind. Peace of mind. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure. All right, Jeff, we already, we went through some serious stuff now. You know, now we're going to get to the part where we have a little bit of fun with yeah. you, man. We've had, we're having fun. Don't, don't get it <laughs> nah, twisted. No, nah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I told you I love offense and, you know, offensive firepower. And there's no more exciting parts of, of a game than offense than the two-minute job. Oh, come so on you're going to be part of the, the fish tank two-minute drill. Oof, so let's do it. Do, I love they take that deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to put two minutes on the clock, and we're going to fire some quick hitter, quick hitter questions at you. You know, just react, you know, just read and react like you do as a running back. You know what I mean? All right. You ready? Oh, man. Who's got the clock? All right. Okay. All we're right. going to launch it over here. All right. Okay. Here we go. We have seen videos recently of you having incorporated boxing into your off-season training regimen. Who is your favorite boxer of all time? Muhammad Ali. Oh man, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I like this guy. The goat, the yeah. true goat. Absolutely. All right, all right. We got keep that right hand up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that guy starts throwing well, them back. After, after a full workout, them things get like, dropped. Like, keep that right up. Okay. Uh, all right. So I understand you dabble in freestyle rap game. Uh, we won't. We won't ask you to lay down any bars right, today. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but who is the greatest rapper of all time? And what is your MC name? I would say. I grew up in the country, so we liked a lot of chop and screw music. So I would say Big Mo, especially freestyle. Like, you cut on the instrument, you sit in the car, you just, you Big Mo beat, everybody just, I'm from East Texas, so like, we real big on that. So like, screw and chop, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's more so Houston, but East Texas gravitates to it too, so. He was the first person I know could just get on a song and like rap for like five minutes straight. Right. And like be ready to, to loop the beat and go again. Right, so like, right, right. You know right. what I mean? That was just always interesting to me. So what's, your MC, what's, your, what's your MC name? I ain't got one. Hefe. No. Hefe. 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 Yeah, it's gotta be. <laughs> That's it, man. It's That's gotta it, be. It's like it. It had to be. Okay. You have now become the fourth player in the history of this franchise who played his college ball for North Texas, the North Texas Mean Green. I don't know if you knew that. Can you name any of the other three? And as a bonus, there was also a former member of the Mean Green who became a coach for the Miami Dolphins. Can you name any of these individuals? I know Patrick Cobbs was here. Patrick Cobbs mm -hmm. was definitely here. Do you have any idea who the coach would be? I'll give you a hint. He is the meanest green of any mean green. 
Men's on green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me that yeah, one out to me. Alright, last question. Alright. Your father taught you how to play drums and you've even joined him and his band, the communications, right? Mm-hmm. On stage. Yes, okay then. If you start a band with dolphin teammates, we know you're on the drum, but who else makes the rest of the crew? Mm, that's cool. I'm a, I'm a have I'ma definitely have Tool. He's gonna be my um lead singer slash guitarist. Okay. I'm gonna have Bethel. Because he, he's musically inclined to. Who What's else? What's playing? Oh, we, we're going to substitute on the drugs. Okay. Oh, okay. We both, we both play the drums. I just found it out yesterday, man. <laughs> he fact. plays yeah. the drums. He wow. plays the drums. Yeah, Doesn't mind sharing the, the backfield with yeah, yeah, Doesn't he mind sharing the drums. He, the, he said he played the guitar a little bit too. So, okay. So, I mean, I probably have Bethel on the guitar. Damn, okay. It was like a. It was like a. Judge has got to come too, yeah. Judge going to be in the group. He can be on the keys. And what's the name of this band? Ooh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Hard rock. <laughs> rock. That's the two-minute drill in about six and a half minutes. It doesn't matter. Man, this lived up to expectations. Uh, yeah. I was really excited about this one. I appreciate it. It was worth the wait for no, sure. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing what you do this year. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, boss. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. y'all for having me. Thank you for in, Jeff. Yes, sir. No problem. Man. Anytime. You're now anytime. diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Celebrate big or cry hard. Leave it all on the field. We gon' try hard. Old school, a new school. Mix it in. Feeling like we up close when we listening. Dolphins tales in Miami is the deep end. We vibing with our favorite players. No secret. We get with Seth and McDuffie. Bringing up stories we never heard to the public. Bet we love it. Dolphins fans never budget. We loyal to the team. Whether happy or we upset. We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about the fans. And if you ready for that water, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about the fans. And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in. Don't switch the subject. You know it's all about the fans. You looking at that fish tank. It's time to dive in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank.